Welcome to The Responsible Podcast. Your host, Stanley J. Targos III, is the founder of The Responsible Brand and The Responsible Network. Enjoy today's episode. My name is Stanley J. Targos III, and I am the host of the Responsible Podcast. Today we have a great show, and it's all about having a college heart-to-heart. Seems like any time of the year is a good time of year to have a discussion with someone who's college-bound. And whether it's the end of the year, the beginning of the year, the summertime, there's certain activities that need to happen to make sure that someone who's getting ready to go to college is prepared for that experience. So what we decided to do today is really take some of the conversations that we've been having over the last 90, 120 days and put it together in a little bit of an information session so people can have some ideas of what to expect, what's realistic, what's not realistic, and how to handle this college piece. You might know that we've got our start really jumping into, diving into, and being experts in the college arena. We've written a couple books, we've had some radio shows, we've done national training on the subject, we've done uh, national certifications for nonprofits. It's something that's really a part of who we are, what we believe, and we know that it's one of the biggest issues that families deal with. And if they don't deal with it, then they deal with the repercussions of college. So when we think about college, and we think about what the news, the media, and everyone else tells us about college and what we should be paying attention to, whether it's The left or the right, it doesn't matter. This isn't about who's in charge, who's the president, or who's control of the House or the Senate. None of that really matters for this conversation. What we want to focus on is this is a family commitment. This is not your kids signing up for $100,000 in student loans. This is not the parents not letting your kids have any debt so that you can get your kids launched in life successfully. This is a family commitment. Let me start by giving you some basic information, some basic things that I believe are true and things that are true. Things that I believe are true is free college is not gonna be a solution. I don't believe that. I don't think it's the right way to go. I don't think that relieving everybody of all of their college debt is the right thing to do because all the people who paid for their college are now gonna have a resentment. It's not responsible. Remember, at the Responsible Podcast and the Responsible Brand, we're here to talk about things that are responsible and drive responsibility, not only in our family, but in our community, city, state, country, and the world. And paying for college and knowing what you're paying for is responsible. I know that People want to get ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars forgiven. They think that the cost of college is so outrageous that the government needs to step in and make it more fair. The truth is, we created this situation. We supported it. We allowed it to happen. And now that we're here, we can't go back and change it overnight. But what we can control is how it impacts our individual families. So let's not worry about things that we can't control. Let's focus on the things that we can control. One, let's control the information that we receive. And let's start getting some facts. Remember, our goal is to help change the landscape of America one family at a time by empowering the leader to make decisions based on facts, not fear. The second part of that is how we plan on doing this is by educating or sharing with families financially for the next phase of life. 
which means if you have kids that are young, your next phase of life isn't paying for college. Your next phase of life is preparing for that mid mid season where you don't have kids in high school, you don't have kids in college, and you got five or 10 years. But if your next season of life is college, meaning you're four to six years away from having kids be in college and you've got two or three kids, you will be in that season for eight to 12 years, maybe more. So some general things we need to know. Sticker price is not what you pay when you go to college. Your FAFSA or your profile or the financial aid form, the FAFSA is the free application for federal student aid. It's what every family files in order to receive any scholarships, gifts, grantings, or loans to help pay for college. They get a number. The universities get a number when you file that FAFSA. It's called expected family contribution. That expected family contribution is what determines what your specific family pays to go to the university. The sticker price is not a suggestion. It's not like a, a price. It's, it's the retail value of what you can expect to get when you go there. Your FAFSA determines what you pay or your profile. And I'm not going to get into all the funding elements. Do you buy a 529? Do you pay your house off? Well, Dave says pay cash for college. Well, all of those are, are great concepts or philosophies, but they're not truths. Every family has a limit for how much they should have in a 529. Once your family meets your family limit, your penalty on FAFSA is greater than most of the tax savings that you might receive or benefits that you might have for funding a 529. And again, I'm not here to give tax advice. I'm not here to give uh, stocks, bonds, and mutual fund advice. I'm here to talk about what does the fi federal financial aid form penalize you for and how does that impact your family's ability to pay for college responsibly? So let's start by thinking about, as a family, how do we want to get to college? Are we going to assume that the high school guidance counselors, that the financial aid person, that the CPA, that the stockbroker is going to help us manage how we pay for college? The answer to that is no. Guidance counselors are some of the most overworked, time-stressed people that I've come across. They have a desire to do what's really good for the students, but when they've got 600 students per guidance counselor, they can spend maybe five minutes per kid every quarter, and they spend to spend they tend to spend time with those kids who are there asking questions. Most of the kids and the parents who go to high school think that the, that there's a system in place to take care of it. But yet the kids aren't communicating with the parents. The parents don't know the right questions to ask. The guidance counselors are overwhelmed, and that creates the perfect scenario for missed opportunities. So let's start by owning this as a family. This is not the high school's responsibility. This is not the government's responsibility. This is not the university's responsibility. This is your responsibility, mom and dad and student. This isn't my kids going to college. I did it my way 20 years ago, 25 years ago, sat on the steps of the financial aid office, qualified for a $2,000 credit card and paid for college, paid my credit card off, and that was my plan. This is not 1995, 2005, or 2010. This is 2023. The world is different. Let's start by accepting it's a different world. It's going to require a different strategy. Mom and dad, you knew your kids were going to go to college 18 years ago when you had them. They're getting ready to go to college next year. If you haven't saved enough money to pay cash for college in 18 years, how do you expect your kids to figure it out in 12 months or 48 months? We got 
around $2 trillion in combined student and parent loans, a little more, a little less, depending on the day. Over Almost half of that is parent-owned. And I think that it's going to go from 40% parent-owned to 60% parent-owned in the near future because parents can qualify for so much more than students. In fact, currently students can qualify for $27,000 in total student loans over four years. Not per year, total over four years. So if the cost of college is hundred grand, after all gifting grants and awards and scholarships the university gives you and your student qualifies for $27,000, who's responsible for the other $73,000? Mom and dad, you are. So this is not a student loan problem that we're facing in this country. This is a parent loan problem we are facing in this country. Most people spend more time figuring out the phone plan they're going to they're going to buy to save $18 a month than they do figure out how to pay for $100,000 college experience per kid. Why is that? Why are we penny wise and pound foolish as a country? Because we've been trained, we've been lulled to sleep, thinking that someone else is going to take care of it, thinking that we can save 100 bucks a month to pay for college. If you save 1,200 bucks a year for 18 years, even if you earn 10%, will you have $120,000 saved per kid? No. Then they try and change it and say, we'll make it easier for you. Instead of doing 100 bucks a month, let's do 25 bucks a week. That's the new strategy. Did they change anything? or just the marketing behind how they sold it to you. If you're gonna go buy a car, you look at the car and you base the car based on the payment that you can afford. Based on what you qualify for in a loan, based on how much of a down payment you have or what your trading value is. When you go to college, where's that same thought process? It's just the next step, we gotta do it. We have to accept whatever they give us because we have to have college. Well, that's a poor premise. It's the wrong way to start this $100,000 plus experience. If you're going to buy a home, do you buy a home that you want? Well, I need a home that's got a helicopter landing pad that's on a lake, that has two boat docks, that has a canal right to the ocean. I mean, I'm being efficient. I'm buying on the canal, not right on the ocean. I mean, I can't afford the $2 million anyways, but I'm going to go get that home. And then I'm going to figure out how to pay for it after the fact. You would never do that. That sounds absurd. That sounds ludicrous. That sounds crazy. Yeah, that's how we treat college. Buy $100,000 experience on a 10-year note at whatever interest rate they want to charge us without even doing any research on how to reduce the cost or make sure that it's the right place to, for our students to go. We don't even know if the kids have a plan on what they're going to do when they're at college. Sounds silly, doesn't it? Put yourself in this position. You've got a friend who's coming over who says, hey, my kid's getting ready to go to college and you don't have kids. Let's assume you don't have kids and you're being the counselor. They say, hey, my kid's getting ready to go to college. Oh, that's awesome. Where are they going? Well, they're going to this university. Why are they going there? Well, they love the team. They got the t-shirts. I've been supporting their football team for 20 years. We go to the games. Oh, okay, so you're going to go to that college because you like the sports teams. Is your kid playing sports there? No, no, no. He just likes the sports teams and he wants to go to college there and be part of that community when he graduates. Oh, 
That, that's awesome. What's he gonna do when he's there? I don't know. He's gonna he's gonna get into one of the colleges and do business or or engineering or or medical or something. Do they offer the program that he wants? I think so. I mean, most colleges offer those programs. Do they have a track for him to get a career or get a job after he graduates? Of course they do. Well, what are their numbers? I don't know. You mean you mean I should look that stuff up? If you were that person coaching your friend, what would you tell him? You're going to spend $100,000 over four years, and that university doesn't graduate kids in four years. They graduate kids in six years, which means your $100,000 is $150,000. And you're going to make a decision on $100,000 to $150,000 without doing a proper family plan? That sounds crazy. But when it's your kids and it's emotional and you've been lulled to sleep starting first semester of freshman year in high school to think that the next step is college and everyone's doing it and everyone's figured it out and everyone's got a game plan and everyone just accepts the debt, you sort of feel like your hands are tied. Well, let me tell you the truth. Very few people have figured out. Almost 98% of the people that we see in our company over a 20-year period have a student loan and a parent loan. Less than 2% of the people pay cash for college. So no, they don't have it figured out. You're seeing their Facebook posts and seeing the parts they want you to see. It's like talking to the person who's leaving the casino on a winning streak. They brag to everybody. But the other 18 times when they leave losing, they don't tell anyone. College is the same way. We have to get to the spot where we can have some really good, honest discussions and have a heart-to-heart -heart about what does this college experience mean to us and our family? What impact does it have in our short term? What impact does it have in our next financial phase of life? What impact does it have a ripple effect three financial phases of life later, later in our retirement? So we need to base the college on what job or career we're getting, not just, well, he needs to have the college experience. No, absolutely not. If you just want to have a college experience, take five grand and go travel abroad for six months. It's way cheaper. You'll get more out of it and you'll come back ready to actually do something. Well, I can't live with my kid because they're so old and they're obstinate and they don't want to work and we're button heads all the time. Well, then parent differently. It's your house. Take control. Make them go to community college for a year. Let them see what reality looks like. If they can't face the reality of having their dream crushed by not being able to afford a $40,000 a year university because they like the basketball team and instead having to go to community college for a year so as a family you can be responsible, change something. I'm a big believer in community college. Especially if there's no game plan and no ownership by the student. Mom and dad, you want to find out if your kid's ready to go to college? Ask them what they've done to increase their awards, their gifting, their leverage at the university. Ask them what they've done to find out about the career that they're going to choose. Does the program they have offer internships? Are the university professors connected to the community? Do they help the student get a job, get an internship? Is it a co-op program? Do they offer a, a wiggle room inside the program in case they want to get into one series of a path? and they don't like it, can they shift two to three over and stay at the same university? Do they have an exit strategy? What are they doing in the summertime? Are they taking AP, IB, honors classes, or the new program to transfer credits in? 
Or do they just think that you're going to pay for it because you're the parents? Well, everyone's doing it, so I'm going to do it. Well, I got in this school because they accepted me. That's not a good answer. Well, I got married because that person said yes. No, that's a lifetime decision. College is not a lifetime decision, but it has an impact for many years. So how do you have that conversation in a healthy way? Because right now, when you ask your kids, did you get that application in? Did you get that essay done? Did you fill out that scholarship form? They should be asking you, did you do the FAFSA? Did you do the profile? Did you do the IRS data retrieval tool? What are your 529s, mom and dad? How much money do you have set aside? What's your budget? What's my budget? How much am I going to take in loans? What's our family budget? How long are we going to pay for this after I graduated? If we're at 18 years of my life and we don't have enough money to pay cash for college, what's a reasonable amount of time that our family should pay for my college experience? And who should own that? Just because I'm 18 doesn't mean I'm an adult. Who should own it? That's the question. And I'm not browbeating mom and dad. You've gone through four or five years of, of trauma, getting your kids ready to drive, social media protecting, homecoming, prom, sports, travel sports, investing in their livelihood, giving them the best life you could give them in college. Came up like that. Blink of an eye. Without, without a doubt, most of the families I talk to say, where were you four years ago? Believe it or not, they knew about me four years ago. They just thought they had plenty of time to prepare. They thought the school was going to take care of it. They thought the government was going to take care of it. They thought their kids were just going to get loans. They didn't realize it was a family problem. So when you're looking for that college, did you only apply to one college? Did you only apply to the college that has the lowest sticker price? Do you even know the difference in gifting between expensive schools, cheap schools, in-state schools, out-of-state schools, public schools, and private schools? Are you doing things like getting on raise.me? Are you participating in tuition rewards? Are you getting the guaranteed micro-scholarships to reduce your cost of college? Are you participating in your high school's coordinated effort with the community college or the local college to get college credits while your kid's going to school? I mean, we're willing to spend 30 hours a week Practicing volleyball, lacrosse, baseball, basketball, tennis, hockey, gymnastics, figure skating. What are we willing to commit from four to six hours a week to get eight to 12 or 14 credits out of the way for free? It's a great question, isn't it? Who's doing that? People are committed to sports, but they're not committed to the education. I mean, they think they are. What, is the, what does the Bible say? Faith without works is dead. You need action behind that faith. It's got to go from your head to your heart. Your head has a great understanding, but your heart creates action. And this is a college heart to heart. This is not a college mind to mind. We're not sitting back in the dorm room chewing gummies, philosophizing over how to solve the world's problems. This is you, your family, your kids, and your family college issue requires a responsible solution. 
a custom solution. I've seen thousands of scenarios over the last 20 years. No two have been identical. Everybody's got a different scenario. Do you make under 80,000, over 80,000, under 50,000, over 50,000, 120,000 a year? Is it a combined income? Do both parents work? Do you own a business? Do you pay the second spouse a part of that money so that you can get the discount that FAFSA gives you for having two income families? Do you know how much contributing to your retirement account penalizes your ability to get gifting from the FAFSA? Do you know why paying your house off hurts you at some colleges? Do you know which colleges penalize you for having equity in your home? Do you know which colleges offer co-op programs for your students so they can work a few months and go to school a few months? Have you joined any of the professional associations in high school? Do you have your LinkedIn account set up for your student in high school? Do they know where they want to work? Have they interviewed people in their industry to find out what that field is actually like to work in? Have you leveraged your personal network as a family? Have you leveraged the alumni association at the high school? I know it feels like you're drinking from a fire hose right now. And if you've got a student that's in, in late high school, you feel overwhelmed. Even if your student's a senior and they graduate in four months, you have an opportunity to put yourself in a better position. If your student's a freshman, sophomore, junior, you should take action right now. If you have kids that are young and you think they're going to be ready for college, learn about it so you can start playing the game efficiently so when your kids actually get there, you're not scrambling like everyone else participating in the $2 trillion student parent loan problem we face in this country. Find out about it. Ask questions. Reach out to your responsible brand person that invited you here and say, I've got kids that are in 7th or 8th grade or that are juniors or seniors in high school. I need some college information. What videos, what resources, what books do you have? How can you customize a program that shows me what my college life looks like? You know, as a family, we touched on it. It's got to be money expectations. I said, and I believe this is true, less than 2% of the people that we see have the ability to pay cash for college, which means 98% of the people need to have a student loan and a parent loan are going to be sacrificing their lifestyle to get their kids to college. If you're going to sacrifice, shouldn't you sacrifice the least amount possible? God didn't put us here so we can overpay for college as an entitlement. You don't work your butt off so you can overpay for college for your kids as an entitlement. And your kids don't own the whole decision-making process. Mom and dad own this. If you don't want to pay for it, let your kids figure it out. They can't. They're not old enough. No one's going to loan an 18-year-old with no credit history hundred grand without a co-signer. Mom and dad, you're on the hook. Let's just accept that and figure out how to handle it. Everything we do at the Responsible Brand puts you in a position to reduce the cost of college, reduce the time you're in debt, 
reduce the time the students at college have a path that leads from high school to college to career. Have the tough conversations with you so that we can have a heart-to-heart -heart with your student. You don't need to be their dream stealer. Let me be the bad guy. Let you come in and support it and say, you know, Stan's right about that. We really should be basing where we're going to college on for what it means from a job and a career standpoint. How come we haven't thought about this? Well, we didn't know the right questions to ask and neither did you. But now that we know, let's make better decisions moving forward. Just because we've been accepted to one college and it's April or May of your senior year doesn't mean we have to go there. Let's take six months. Let's do community college. Let's put a good game plan together and let's put you on a path, student, son, daughter, that's going to lead you to the best chance of succeeding instead of just accepting whatever was thrown our way as a, quote, settle for, unquote, college. Let's do it the right way. And if we weren't prepared, let's take a few minutes, let's take a few weeks, let's take a few months and get prepared. You know, the average student goes to college and expects a four and a half to six year experience. You know, mom and dad can't pay for years 4.5 through 6 or the students can't get any loans for years 4.5 through 6. It's 100% on mom and dad. So your student can have skin in the game through four and a half years. After that, it's all mom and dad. So should we be focusing on getting the kids out in four to four and a half years? I think so. Should you be concerned if your student has twenty-seven dollars or $31,000 in student loans? If you're concerned that your kid's going to be burdened by $27,000 in debt when they graduate, then we need to have a different discussion. What are they going to do when they graduate? Are they getting a degree in pyramidical archaeological explorations where there's no jobs and you're concerned? Well, maybe they shouldn't go to college. But if you're concerned that your student's going to be defined by their debt for $27,000 when they graduate, maybe they shouldn't go. But if the student's going to graduate and make thirty dollars to $60,000 a year, and we can show them some financial responsible tools and map out a game plan for them, there shouldn't be any concern or anxiety or stress. And if you're concerned about that, access your responsible brand person and have them put a game plan together that shows your college debt elimination program for you and your students so they can see that if it took four and a half years to accumulate the debt, it's reasonable it should take four and a half to six years to get rid of the debt for your student. Mom and dad, if we get you out of all of your kids' college debt within six or seven years after the last kid graduates without affecting your retirement lifestyle, you should have some comfort too. That actually might be the first point that you realize what your threshold is as a family to pay for college. Right now, everyone's winging it. Well, we don't know how much the house is going to cost, but we want it. Let's just buy it. Give us the bill when we're done. We would never do that for a house, but we're going to do that for college? No way. Wouldn't it be nice to know that your family can absorb as a family for mom and dad and mom and dad's name eighty dollars to $120,000 in total loans after you spend six grand a year for 14 years paying cash for college as much as you can? 
Wouldn't it be nice to know those numbers so you know if you're living within your college means or you're exceeding your college means? And if you want to exceed them, it's your kids. You have my permission to do that. But you also have my permission to own the responsibility of how you pay for it, the impact it has on your future, how much longer you have to work, and not being disgruntled about it. There's a responsible way to make that work. So how we map this out and strategize and how we have this heart-to-heart, it's a personal discussion. Today I'm just giving you some ideas, some door openers, some conversation starters that really get the ball moving. 100% of the people we see walk away with a solution that puts them in a better position after they met us than before they knew us. From my standpoint, you've got nothing to lose. At least you understand the impact of the way you're currently going to pay for college and what it means for the rest of your life. I also know Dave, Rick, Susie, and the Talking Heads on TV don't understand college. That's why they make blanket statements. Overfund your 401k, pay your house off, don't, don't take a loan. Well, the truth is, every year your student stays in college, more than four or five years costs between seventy dollars and $100,000 in lifestyle. So if you want to cash flow college and take 10 years to do it, God bless you. That's the most inefficient way to do it. Get it done in four to four and a half years and start paying back those debts and start being a productive member of society. Mom and dad, get past your kids through college so you can focus on your next phase of life financially. See, everything has a, a good way to go and a good strategy and a good solution if we let it, if we're open to it. But when we think we're going to Google the answers, Google pay for college. You get 80 billion hits in 0.35 seconds. You'll never find out what's right for you. You don't even know if the Google search engine or the search engine that you're using is giving you the right information. Your first 82 pages might be sponsored by state-sponsored 529 plans. You think you're going to get an objective opinion from the state-sponsored 529 plan website? Probably not. Very few colleges out there are responsible as well. Most of them just want to get you in and get the student loan and let you figure out how to pay for it. We want to map it out together so that we can show mom and dad, student, and college working together to get your kid out in closer to four years instead of six years. Even if they want a double minor with a major, double major with a minor, it doesn't matter. We're going to work towards that goal. What's your kid doing in the summers? What are their activities? Are they participating in the chiropractic society or association or the engineering society? Are they participating in the medical society? Are they getting a side hustle? Are they working? Are they taking summer classes at community college? Are they coordinating with a four-year university to decide which classes they should schedule in the summer times at a reduced cost while they're working full-time? How much is your student invested with skin in the game on an annual basis? We encourage every student to do four grand a year because that's $4,000 in miscellaneous costs that the university will gladly tack onto a parent loan for mom and dad. But mom and dad shouldn't finance pizza money, some books, football tickets, and spring break. Kids should cash flow that. But that's hidden. It's not obvious. You don't know. 
but we're here to share with you the experience of others so you can have a better outcome than just participating in the 1.8 or $2 trillion parent and student loan problem we're facing in this country. And we want to interview the parents without the kids so we can get on the same page as what your goals are so when we interview the student, we can reinforce your family's priorities, your family's values, and get the kid on the same page. Oftentimes, they appreciate hearing from someone what's expected, but they just don't want to hear it from mom and dad. Best conversation you'll have with your kid is after we interview them and you're driving, well, if you're driving home or if you're going back and having dinner and you're getting a milkshake to say, wow, that was a tough conversation. What did you think? I didn't know half of that. I wish we would have known that five months ago or two years ago. What are we going to do about it now that we know? See, it's irresponsible to take good information and knowingly go down the wrong path. It's responsible to say, hey, I didn't know that. I'm admitting that I didn't know that. You didn't know that or you would have brought it to my attention. So let's work together as a family to solve this family problem. Which leads me to who's going to quarterback the process? It's not your CPA or your financial advisor. It's not your insurance person or your mortgage person or your banker or your high school guidance counselor. You need someone to come in and quarterback this. That's where the responsible brand comes in. We can connect the dots between every piece holistically and show you the impact of how you want to pay for college on your future. So let us do that for you. And we just scratch the scratch. We just scratch the surface today. This is a whole 20-hour process that we're going to go through with your family. So reach out to the responsible brand person and find out what your opportunities and your options are. I'm out of time for today. We'll revisit this, I promise. But I hope that this information has been a benefit to you and your family. The Responsible Brand wants to help grow the understanding of how money works. I hope that you share this with others. There's other people you know who are going through the same issue who need to hear this information. Send it to them. We appreciate it. Reach out to your responsible team so you can get your custom strategy. And I hope you have a great day and God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. For new and relevant information just like this, follow us wherever you get your podcasts and interact with the responsible community on all social media platforms. We'll see you soon.